good evening. Welcome in to Power Mizzou live for the second night in a row. Big doings here. Two shows in one week. Uh, but we had to get you guys some uh, some football content had last night with Drew King. If you haven't listened to that on State of the Tigers, it's on our front page. It's on our YouTube channel. It's in our podcast feeds, all that, wherever you can subscribe to any of the offerings we give you. You can find uh, Drew's take last night on Missouri basketball as they get ready to open SEC play. But now we bring on the main event, the reason everybody is here, Mizzou football. Uh, Gerard Hamilton here with us. It is now and for the foreseeable future, Gerard, football season for Missouri fans. Uh, the I, I was talking to Drew actually on the way to bragging rights, and I said, I think it's kind of worked out well because like last year at this time, you know, you were covering a team that everybody had already kind of given up on and moved on to Dennis Gates and basketball. And it was all basketball all spring and yeah. everybody was super excited. And like you were still working hard, but it was like, yeah, but nobody's super excited. Now the roles are reversed. I, it, it's worked out well that everybody gets a season where it's like, hey, all eyeballs are on what you're doing. And, and then maybe maybe a season where it's it's a little less that way. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I had the first the six and six season to to kind of ease my way into the beat. <laughs> so no one's right. you know, how could you F up the coverage on an 11 and two season? So I'm glad I'm glad I got to work my way uh, into it. I'm gonna give everybody the same disclaimer I just gave you a second ago. Got a little bit of a cold. So if y'all hear me sneezing, well, I'm not gonna do that. If you just see me mute or I just turn off my cam for a second, ain't go nowhere. I just don't want to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, the important things, Jason wants to know if you've slept yet. I've been getting. I hope up. so, man. You've been home for like four days. I hope you've slept. I've been trying to get some rest, but Gabe, something I've learned, and I, I did it, and I still don't believe it. When you're up thirty plus hours, it, like basically in a row, I'm not counting the like couple times I nodded off on the plane. Um, it f's you up, man. You need it's hard to get back on a schedule. You need days worth of sleep to get it back i could sleep 12 hours and i would still feel pretty tired uh, i've slept a little bit though yeah i talked to a friend of mine that went and covered the peach bowl and he came home from atlanta sick i think i think uh everybody's uh getting it so other than illness and lack of sleep let's just start here like when you look with a few days to digest it look back on this season what's I, whether it's a game, a play, a moment, uh, a story, what, what kind of stands out to you? What's it, it, once you, when you think back on this season? What's the first thing that jumps out to you? That's, I, I'm going to cheat here because I'm sick. Okay. I feel like I can cheat. I'm writing this article on the freshmen and just how many big moments they've had, and I didn't remember all of them until I started writing. I just finished like a couple minutes before we got on here. Um, I just noticed how many big moments they had, whether uh, it's, you know, Marquise Johnson in the fake punt, whether it's Marquise Johnson in the Cotton Bowl, whether it's Brett Norfleet's two touchdowns in 11 seconds. And also I found out during this, and you guys, when you read it, it's going to come out uh, Friday, you're going to notice how much of, and I wish we had more, I guess, the statistical base to find things like this, but I noticed I was going over to play so you guys can kind of relive them through my words or whatever. And I noticed how many of those touchdowns they got out of 11 personnel, 11 personnel, whether it was out of the pistol and the shotgun, like 
that is their favorite thing. And I wish I can go back to see just how much of their touchdowns in general came from that. But um, there are so many moments, Gabe. I couldn't. I don't know. I could pick 11. Right, I, I mean, I'll give you mine. I think five years down the road when people talk about this season, what I'll remember is Harrison Mevis and the fan storm in the field. I, I like more even than the Cotton Bowl. Um, I, that might have changed. I, I, everybody knows I was not there the day they beat Tennessee. Like maybe that day would have been that if I was there. But but for me, it was the Mevis kick and the just like release of stress and joy and Luther Burden swearing at everybody on K-State that this was his house. And uh, it, it was the aftermath of that game that I think will stand out to me. That's that's a pretty good one. I feel like that should probably be most people's. Oddly enough, and it's – I'm not going to say it's the moment, but it's just the one that sticks out in my head. I think this is maybe because you were you were in Europe for, for this one. But when they was playing, Van, playing Vandy, that was the first time because I, I know there's some of you who remember I was saying, you know, Brady was playing like a game manager those first couple of games. When he had that game versus Vandy, and I was like, there's nothing he could do wrong. That's when I was just like. Oh, this team is serious. Like the mm -hmm. offense is serious because he completed 80% of his passes. I think it was 33 of 41, 395, four touchdowns. That was that was the first like wow type of game for me. Yeah. Um, and and Psalm says, what about the Mevis game winner and the Gator Chomp? And oh, like, yeah. that's the that's the beauty of a season like this, is mm -hmm. there's not a right answer. It's it's whatever it is for you, you know, like. It, you ask 40 different people this question, you're going to get 40 different answers. Uh, Shane says fourth and 17, you know. Um, uh, Matthew Dykstra says it's, it, it's drinks and telling Heifel they stand on business, you know. Like there's a different answer for everybody, which is how you know it was a hell of a year, is that there are a, a lot of different moments. Like if I ask, what do you remember about 2022? Like, I don't know, the end? You know, I mean, like, like nobody has a moment from 2022 because because there wasn't really anything. Um, so so that's how it's good. Now, I didn't plan on this. I, I had kind of some things laid out that we're going to talk about and this and that. I did not plan on this, but now we got to talk about this because we've already got two or three questions about it. Um, let me the tweet was from let me give proper credit. Brandon Marcello who is a national college football reporter for 247 Sports. Um, 50 minutes ago, Missouri's Blake Baker has emerged as a leading target for the LSU defensive coordinator job, sources tell Matt Zenitz and me, for 247 Sports. So uh, I want to be clear. Like, I mean, we, we told you earlier today, if you were on the board, you knew this was a possibility. But I want to be clear. When national reporters start using the words leading candidate, that's not an accident, guys. That's not a, hey, they're talking to him, but they're talking to a lot of other people. That's a, they want him to have the job, and we think he's probably going to have the job, but we can't say he has the job on the chance that something happens and he doesn't take the job. But I've been doing this long enough. When Pete Thamel, when Brandon Marcello, when Pat Forty, when these guys say, emerged as a leading candidate. It's like Woj at the NBA draft, right? He doesn't say the Pistons are taking this guy, but he says like they're leaning toward taking that guy. Indications are things will happen that could lead to them taking this guy. And they always end up taking this guy. So point being, there's a lot of signs pointing toward Blake Baker going to LSU right now, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and talked about this earlier. Even a contract. They don't matter, man. Yeah. This is the best example for people. Yes, he signed a contract extension. What was that, Gerard? Right before Christmas? Yeah, it was. Or no. 22nd, something like that, maybe? Yeah. I know it was before Christmas because I was out doing Christmas shopping when uh, Drinkwitz tweeted that. So I know it was, I I did do my Christmas shopping before the 25th. So I know it was before then. Um, But look, I I said at the time, I don't know if it was on here, but I said on the message board and I said in some radio interviews when he signed that, like, yeah, it's a good sign, but it doesn't 100% mean he's staying. Because these contracts, like, we can't compare college coaching to your job and my job or to, like, if I want to up and take another job tomorrow, I legitimately can't. I am under contract. I would have to fight rivals or Yahoo legally. I can't do it. Blake Baker's contract, there is some dollar amount which allows him to take another job. I don't know what that dollar amount is. I would assume it's higher today than it was last week. But these contracts are... Like, I don't even know if they should use the word contract because they're not binding. You can leave anytime you want. Uh, it's just fancy handshakes. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they are. <laughs> fancy handshakes. Um, it's, it, it's, it's how many hundred dollar bills do you want to throw at me to leave? Last week, maybe they had to throw 500 hundred dollar bills. This week, maybe they got to throw 800 hundred dollar bills. You know, I'm sure it's more than that, but I'm just throwing yeah, so. And with a program like LSU, whether whether it's throwing it at him and then throwing it at Missouri because he's breaking the contract is, or is that something they would they would owe LSU would have to pay Missouri whatever. And I will after this show go back and look up Blake's old contract. The problem right now is that the the uh, not the recorder of deeds that's not the right word. The custodian of records is not back at work until Monday. So, like, literally the day the extension was signed, I filed an open records request with Missouri to get Blake Baker and Kirby Moore's contracts. Well, nobody's been in the office since that happened. So I don't yet know what the new contract says. I'll look up his old contract and see what the buyout was. I'm sure it's kind of something similar, but it's probably more. All right. So LSU, being LSU, they pay him what he wants and then – they throw what I would believe is the equivalent to, I'm not going to say chump change, but they're LSU. I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever's in the contract, they'll be like, all right. So yeah, if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the key thing here to remember is Blake Baker is a Tulane grad. He's from Texas originally, but he's a Tulane grad. He's previously worked at LSU. His wife was a student athlete at LSU. And Gerard, I don't, I don't know if you remember when, I think it was I want I can't remember exactly what it was when it was, but at some at one of the press conferences, I asked Drinkwitz, like, hey, you know, you got you got people talking about your coordinators. What's you know, what do you do to keep those guys? And he said, he said, look, I don't want guys to make lateral moves, but you know, I understand sometimes there are situations where it's a better job or maybe a family situation or something that's closer to home. And like, I remember at the time thinking, because I've known Blake Baker and LSU was 
at least a possibility for a couple months now. And we've alluded to that. Like, I'm not keeping secrets. But when Eli said that, I kind of thought, that makes me think of Blake and LSU. Just closer to home, family situation. You know, it's like, hey, I don't want to got a coordinator to leave for another coordinator job in the same league. But sometimes there are extenuating circumstances. And that's what I thought of. It seems this doesn't, it's crazy because the amount of momentum this program has had over the past, we could just say 12 months since Kirby's come in. This is really only feels like this and their two losses feel like the, like the ouch, like dang type of thing. Um, So you win some, you lose some. He's not out the door yet. I mean, like it's possible he stays. Yeah, there's, there's, more than enough reason for him to stay, not just the extension, but when I was asking him questions last week, um, you can tell that he does genuinely like it. Like his first response was, I I signed the contract extension because of my happiness and my family's happiness. And my family's happiness is here in Columbia. So I don't think even if he was to leave, it's a, uh, he was just talking out the side of his, you know, out his neck or whatever. He, he really likes it here, but, but, he may like a little bit closer to home is what I was about to say next. Yeah. So two things. First of all, we talked about like when the contracts extensions came out, he retweeted that with the Wolf of Wall Street chip, right? That I'm not effing leaving. And like we talked about at the time, that makes it real hard to leave. Like, and that's why, I, I have some hesitation. Like, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I know Blake is taking this job. I don't know. Um, but, like, man, tweeting that and signing an extension and two weeks later, like, I know this is a crazy business, but that's up there with crazy, man. I mean. And, and that's honest, why I think maybe not. It, when you're good. I mean, your coaches may get poached. That's, that's oh, a hundred percent. But like again, I I, I kind of keep going back to, and I know I'm I'm kind of going back on what I said. And again, Brandon Marcello has his info, but like it's not done by everything I understand. It's not done, but I, I just I don't know, man. Doing doing what he did and saying what he said over the last couple of weeks that. That makes it hard to me to walk out the door. Now, look, I, I, I get guys do it, and I'm not going to pretend I know Blake Baker. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to be personally offended, anything like that. I, I get that it happens all the time. It just, I don't know, man. That's tough. Gabe, the Wolf on Wall Street tearing you up, ain't he? <laughs> I, I love it. So, first of all, I think it should be used to announce you're staying every time. I don't think anything else should be allowed to be. Oh used. man, that's got but, you in the chokehold, Gabe. Really? But, but I, 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 out there? I get what you're saying, though. You you say all of this stuff, and I guess maybe it could it could have been tongue in cheek what he was saying as far as you know the you know wanting to be in Columbia, the Wolf on Wall Street signing the extension. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I also try to think of, a, you know, sometimes people are where their feet are. So maybe, you know, when he signed and when he tweeted and all that other stuff, he was serious. And I don't think him taking something else means he's not – he wasn't genuine about it. It just may be a little less genuine than, you know, intended. 
I, I'm not saying he's not genuine, but you know yeah, what yeah, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Nick Saban wasn't going to be the next head coach at Alabama. Roy Williams didn't give a shit about North Carolina, and then they were gone. Like, you know, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Now, I, I think, and I have what I have found out in 20 years of doing this is that the way I would handle things publicly is often not the way these coaches and schools would handle it publicly. Blake now knows this is out there. I guarantee he knows that this is out there. I know for a fact his boss knows this is out there. If he is not taking this, if he is set on staying at Missouri, by the end of the day tomorrow, somebody should say that publicly. And if they don't, then at that point, I start to put a little more stock into it. Yeah, but... Because, That's, like, he's not going to get more money from Missouri out of this. He just signed a contract extension a week and a half ago. They're not going to come back and say, do you want another one? That's not how this works. Yeah, no. Um, so you, this was, what, year 21 just right now, right? Season yeah, 21st season, yeah. Okay, so you've seen this a lot. Um, let's be realistic. How long until we see that he, he's going to LSU? Like, from this point on. What's your time frame that this usually if he, happens? If he's going, I would expect it by the end of the weekend. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Going. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and, and, like, honestly, potentially seriously as soon as tonight. I mean, now that this report is out there, like, that could be a matter of hours. Like, I would expect – I think there's resolution. If we don't see something from him saying, hey, I, I got no interest, I'm not going to LSU in the next – 36 hours then it makes me think that by the end of the weekend we we probably see that he is um so let's let's just for the sake of argument he goes to me it's real simple you just promote dj smith he's your defensive coordinator and then you go find a, a linebackers or a safeties coach or whatever you gotta find you'd have to find the safety probably coach. safeties because they yeah. would be leaving. um it, split it up however you want yeah. yeah, it'd be DJ Smith. Although, if for whatever reason it wasn't, <clears throat> be Alpold would be the next guest uh, after that because he he did get that promotion to you know one of the uh, was it uh, assistant coach. Um, he got uh, some assistant promotion, head coach. Like it's it's a yeah. title, right? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it'd probably be a uh, DJ and then and him. So they seem said. I don't. I don't know, Gabe. Do you know any safeties coaches that you just – I know somebody can coach safeties? No, zero. Like, that's the thing. If this happens, somebody will say, who are they going to hire a safeties coach? And I'm going to say, I don't know, because mm -hmm. I didn't know they were going to hire Blake Baker when they hired him. Like, I didn't know who Blake Baker was when they hired him. And I don't and – I literally could not name a safeties coach in the country. And on top of that, it's not that – like, when coaches um, move – like – wasn't Blake a linebackers coach at LSU? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like coaches before they come coordinators, they usually coach everywhere. So it's not like we're gonna be like, oh, safety coach there is gonna be a safety coach here. Like it usually doesn't work like that. It'd be a random position group coach that comes. Yeah, yeah. And it, we've got a couple questions like this. Kevin is saying LSU just squandered one of the best offensive players in college football history. How did nobody see this coming? Look, everybody saw this coming. Like. I've, I've been telling you guys for a month and a half, hey, LSU might fire its defensive coordinator, and if they do, I'd probably at least pay some attention to it. I mean, this is not a shock. I promise Eli Drinkwitz isn't caught off guard, and that's another reason I go back to 
if I knew this was possible a month ago, Blake had to know this was possible a month ago. And he still signed the extension. So that makes me think, like, hey, if he wanted the LSU job, why sign that? Why make it harder? Why not just say, no, I'm not going to sign that yet. I'm already under contract. We're good. Eli wasn't going to fire him. For the simple fact that that's how leverage works, Gabe. I sign this. But, you, you, you possibly give me more. Yeah, I guess. And I, I and guess. Also, to, to Kev's point, yeah, you, you had mentioned this maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Um, the only thing that really kind of changed is them signing the extension because we would presumably think that it was done. I remember that's one of the first thoughts I was thinking, well, LSU must have got beat out. And then I wrote the article about, you know, the players saying how happy they were. Christian Williams even told me, like, excuse me, he was telling me, like, I haven't announced my decision, but Blake Baker signing that extension is a big part of what it will be. Things like that. So um, I don't know. Coaching is crazy. Yeah, it, it, it it's – and really, guys, we didn't plan to really talk about this tonight, um, but the tweet came out 45 minutes before the show, and I get it's what's on everybody's mind, and we'll follow it. I, I can tell you I sent out some messages earlier in the day. Um, you know, I've been following this during the day. Missouri is aware and, you know, knows that, hey, LSU, yeah, he's probably on LSU's list. Um, where it will go from here? I don't know. Um, and it, some, and look, guys, Gerard has said this. I'm, I'm going to tell you, they're trying to build something in Mizzou. It's hard to believe Coach Baker would up and leave. These dudes are mercenaries, man. They just are. And that's not saying anything bad about it. Like I've said a hundred times, if somebody came and offered to double my salary to cover the University of Virginia, I would do it. The University of Central Florida, I would do it. I, I probably wouldn't cover the University of Kansas for twice the money because Kansas fans would hate me and I would never be able to do it. So, like, I wouldn't take that. But but most jobs, if you offer me more money to do them, I'm going to go do them. These guys are the same way. I remember I, this has probably been 10 to 15 years ago. Um, there was a former assistant at Missouri who had gone on to other places, and his name was being brought up. Uh, as a potential head coach at KU. And I asked somebody who had been on staff with him, I said, he can't coach at KU, right? He said, I'll give you 2 million reasons he can coach at KU. I, I mean, that's that's what this is, guys. It's like, it sounds great to say um, they want to be a part of it, and all, but these guys move a lot, assistant coaches. Move, and, and this is not saying anything bad about Blake Baker. And again, it's not saying he's going to leave. It's just, it is impossible for fans to remove their emotional bias from looking at this. And it's just not the way these coaches look at it. It's a job to them. You know, I mean, but to be honest, for me personally, I I can't I can't uh I can't be mad at a coach. No. I'm sorry that made me laugh. If Gabe Coach goes to cover KU we ride. <laughs> well, it, you know what? Andrew's Andrew's two dollar super chat is going to keep me from going to do that, so we're good now. I'm sorry. Uh, Seriously though, thanks, Andrew. I'm, um, I'm kidding. Uh, that Andrew got me off guard. I forgot what else. Oh yeah, I mean, if a university wanted to fire a coach though, or they want to replace them, I'm not gonna lie, the university would have had that person up out of there in a second if they wanted to. So in a way, I kind of see how these things are kind of like you know everybody for themselves in a way, but. 
you do you do wish there was a maybe a different discourse for certain things, you know. If it was only gonna take two more weeks for LSU, because in my mind, I would have to think this was reported either earlier today or yesterday. My my days are all mushed together that mm-hmm. you know, Brian Kelly told his staff, like, you're up out of here. So if that's the case, I it have a feeling that someone over there was telling him, just hold on, man. We we got you. Couple weeks, give us some time, let you do the bold thing, all that stuff. So it's just hard, you know, dealing with yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Fresh TLS, would you cover live golf? Like, that's actually a really good example because, like, it's really easy for us to sit here and go, John Rahm's a terrible person and look. I don't know, man. I don't and know what I'd do if somebody offered me $400 million. They're paying like, that man money. I'd love to say I'd do the right thing, but maybe the right thing would be making 400. Somebody came to me and said, Hey, will you write PR for live golf for $400 million a year? I'm going to be honest. I'd have a real hard time saying no. Well, first off, it wouldn't be that hard for me. One year, 400 million. Well, I'm retiring. <laughs> and after then you're that. done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simple, simple. So, so, so FYI, guys, obviously Gerard makes slightly less than 400 million a year here. Um, yeah, so you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. Tell your friends to subscribe, sign up. Maybe, maybe we can keep them. Yeah, that'll, them that'll help. That's where we're at. Um, all right, so we had that. Um, let's, I, I, I didn't mean for that to take a, a half hour of the show, but it did. Um, and we'll continue to follow it. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, since we did a show, Ennis Rakestraw gone to the NFL, which we fully expected. Jalen Carlisle's gone to the NFL, which we fully expected. Um, waiting on Chris Abrams train, Tyron Hopper, and Harrison Mevis. The first two, I think there is almost no chance they're coming back to Missouri. The third, I would say, small chance, but I would lean toward not. I don't remember who you said last now. AAD, Hopper, and Mevis. They're all going to the league. There's, yeah, I, I can't. I, I think can't. So. Even, I, I'm trying to think who would be like of the three to come back. Who would come? Like, who's more likely? I think Mevis is the most likely, just because there's only 32 NFL jobs, and like he's not. You know, kickers aren't going to get drafted in the first or second round. Wow, that is true. I think his. He had a strong season despite the middle of his year being kind of wonky. Um, and that 61-yarder, that's fresh in everybody's mind. He had the game winner versus uh, Florida, finished the season 80%. I just don't know what's what's here from him. Right, like what back. else can he do? Yeah, and he's already the all-time leading scorer, so this is probably his, like the best best shot. So I don't know. They're all They're all gone. So biggest, biggest hole that this team, I mean, we already know, look, they've already basically replaced Javon Foster. They've already basically replaced Dennis Rakestraw in the portal. I mean, they've already got some of these guys replacements, but as it stands with the guys that we already know are coming in, what's, what do you think the biggest hole on this team is? Um, That's a, I, I still think it's defensive tackle. I think they need another one. They just got McClellan, right? Is they just got Chris McClellan. But I'm saying they got that Chris all they brought in? That's all so far. 
Yeah, they've just got the one so far. Yeah, uh, probably defensive tackle. In my mind, the first thing that popped up was, do they have a guard to replace Delgado? I'm sure they you can move people pieces around. Yeah, like what what I've what I've heard is like Javen Richardson is capable of playing guard or tackle. He's probably a better tackle, but he could play guard. Okay, that's people that's, keep bringing up Armand Mimbo could theoretically move to guard. I wouldn't I do it. Him. He's been pretty good at right tackle, but he no. probably could do it. No, you don't. You don't take something you're solid. You know you're already solidified in to fill another hole. You just create another hole, and you don't know. That I don't think that helps anybody. You've already moved him from right guard to right tackle. You did well at right tackle. Don't move him at left guard and just no. Yeah. Um, DJ Collin brings up Logan Reichert's name. Yeah, that's possible. Tristan Wilson is a guy like yeah. we haven't seen these guys since fall camp. So it's certainly possible that the staff really likes what they have in one of the younger guys, right? Like that's what that indicates to me at cornerback. Like Ennis is gone, they take pride. KAD is we're, we're very confident is leaving. So it's easy to go, we'll go get another transfer, but like they have Shamar McNeil and they have Nick Deloach and they have some of these younger guys. They have Drayden Norwood and Mark, maybe they actually like the guys they have on the roster and they feel just fine with it. Like I think the portal has almost overtaken us to the point where, you know, guys like guys have always graduated and left in college football. And in the past, you just had to have younger guys to step up and replace them. Now it's like, well, we don't care about those younger guys. Go find a transfer that we already know is played. And you do that some, but you can't do it at every position. No, you can't do it at every position. And like you said, at cornerback specifically, I mean, Ennis was on the show the other day and was just talking about how they were kind of molding Drayden for this role. Like, this is going to be your spot next year. Toriano Pride. Um, then you got the young guys under them. You still got Marcus Clark for another year, yep, I believe. Another year. Um and Marcus Clark, he's besides KAD, he's the only person who had multiple interceptions. So, yep. I mean, great veteran piece. Um, also, because they kind of go hand in hand, obviously, in the secondary, they're really happy with their safety group, even with Jalen Carlisle gone. So, you still got some young, but <coughs> excuse me, talented pieces back there. You don't really need to do a whole overhaul of, you know, right. just adding pieces to add them. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got, you know, Joseph Charleston coming back is big. Uh, they've got Marvin Burks. They've got Philip Roche or Roche. Uh, still not. I've got to learn how to pronounce that kid's name before we get to talk to him. Uh, Aiden said, could you see him taking a wide receiver? There, There's absolutely no need for that. I, I mean, it, look, they had two true freshmen who played. Josh Manning, who was on special teams. They've got two four-stars coming in. At some point, you've got to trust your recruiting. I, no way you go grab a, a wide receiver. No, 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 no. Especially not no kid catching passes from Patrick Mahomes for the for the quarterback for the quarterback <laughs> Netflix series. You got to see what that got to see what that kid can do. But no, nah, with everybody looking to come back, Weiss hasn't announced yet. Um, but we think he's coming back. He got Burton. Yeah, we fully expect him back. So you got your top three coming back. Got Marquise Johnson, who's definitely paid. You know, he's definitely got a spot. Um, you know, he only had a hundred. I, I expect I expect every wide receiver who played a snap this year to be back. Exactly. And you've got and the thing is, and I, I, maybe it was drink, maybe it was Kirby. I can't remember. It's probably drink because we don't talk to Kirby that much, but um we talked 
asked the coaches about getting some of these younger guys who kind of burn that red shirt more reps. And I remember one of them saying, like, Joshua Manning, we, we just got to get him on the field. Like, mm-hmm. we used to red, his red shirt. And it was mostly special teams, but we we want to get him some plays if we can. Obviously, there's a log, a log jam up top, so we can't. But they want to get those guys, you know, some reps. And so they're going to have to find a way to kind of filter those guys in as the top guys maybe head on to something else after next year. But um, no need for a wide receiver. Yeah, and uh, and totally Travis asking about linebackers. I mean, they already took Corey Flagg. Chuck Hicks and Tristan Newson, who at the end of the season were the starters, are back. Baker talked pretty highly of Brayshawn Littlejohn earlier in the year. Like, you signed two in this class. I I don't really think you need you have to take another one. Right, and also got a tidbit on a specific linebacker. So when I was going to get my haircut today, haircut today I saw Chuck Hicks in the other chair. And I know a lot of you guys probably don't see these guys' faces, but he's the closest thing to Devin Booker there is. (laughs) And I asked him while he was in the chair, I was like, what's up up with the cut? He was just like, yeah, I just just had to to cut it off. You know, he told me, I asked him, I said, you know, when do you, are you going to take a vacation? You going to take a break at any time? And he said, said, nah. I said, so when are you going to like ramp it back up for yourself? He was like, I was in a facility yesterday. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all don't ever take, I don't ever take days off. So um, yeah, you don't, back to your point though, don't need, don't really need no linebackers, especially after how uh, Chuck has played, Tristan has played, and then he brought in Corey and all the other stuff you just said. They're pretty good there. Yeah. I think they're all right. Uh, one more quick one. Aiden says, do you think the reason Sam Horn hasn't left is because they're saying he's going to be the guy in 2025? Well, I think there's a chance of that, but like, I don't think they're guaranteeing it, but also he's got a scholarship and NIL money at an SEC school that might be in the playoff. And he also gets to play baseball. Like where is Sam Horn going to go where he has all that other than here? Okay. You made that sound a, a, a lot nicer. Now I was going to say, I was going to say, He's got a scholarship to play football, but in my mind, he got that NIL money to to, to be on the diamond. So, <laughs> what, what what's the point of leaving? Unless he really wants to be a you know a starting QB or whatever, then I can see it. But yeah, why skip out on that? There's nothing really to and, skip out on. Yeah, like I think he'll have a chance to be a starting quarterback. Um, just just not quite yet. Um. Right. All right, so origin- the outline we originally had it for this show, um, I want to talk about. So Missouri finishes where in the uh, in the final ranking? Um, they'd finish seven? It's seven or eight. I mean, they're, they're going to jump Ohio State. The question is really, will they jump Florida State? No. Well, I would think Oregon Oregon was eight, right? And they they yeah, beat and Oregon will move up. Yeah, they pounded. Oh, them. you think oh you think you think Florida State's gonna drop down that far? No, well, I'm saying Ohio State was seven. They're gonna drop below Missouri. So Missouri will move up from nine to eight for sure. Right. If they pass Florida State, then they'll be seven. And that's what well, I'm asking. Do you think Florida State Florida, Florida State, State was five? I just find it I know they lost, but it's it's hard for me to believe that they're gonna be like, oh yeah. Even though you got destroyed, it's not like they got destroyed with a full roster. Well, I mean, no, they I was, know, but that was a bad last impression, man. No, 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 no. I get it. And if they did fall, to, you know, 
way down. It'd be understandable, but in a way, I, I would. There's got to be context. I'm gonna just stick with seven right now. I'm gonna just assume it's. Well, but but no, to be seven, they have to. Missouri would have to pass Florida State because there's nobody else they're passing except Ohio State. They're not passing Oregon because Oregon won. I'm, I'm getting your point so, now. So to get to seven, they've got to jump Florida State. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, seven or seven. Yeah, you're right. Then I guess Florida State is going to take that tumble. But dang, I think Florida State might fall below Ole Miss. I think they might fall to nine or ten. Definitely, it's uh, probably nine. Yeah. So um, the bigger question, and, and look, we don't know this because we don't know what anybody's roster is going to look like. Preseason top twenty fives are stupid. Is where Missouri will rank. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to finish up. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much. How much of the rest of the SEC and bowl games did you watch? Because I know you were traveling and and things like that. I'm trying to remember what other games that I watched before the Cotton Bowl. I watched um, nothing, nothing before the Cotton Bowl. Nothing. Yeah. Can't can't think of one. Oh, um, there was there was um. There was one exciting game the day of the Cotton Bowl. I'm pretty sure where they was, they were going. At I it. watched the Pop Tart Bowl that day. Uh and I watched the Alamo Bowl the night before. But I know the Pop Tart Bowl was on Thursday because I was feel like I was at Chicken and Pickle. Yeah, I don't that, know. That makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. But, I don't think it was the SEC team that I watched. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my takeaway is SEC and bowl season. Kind of like the year. I mean, some, some, but you know, Tennessee, lots of like there, what they did to Iowa. Um, Georgia, obviously, is good. Alabama, like my main takeaway from Alabama was what I said all year. Nick Saban did one, maybe his best job ever getting that team to the playoff. Absolutely. Oh, and Freeway Jared said it for me. It was Kentucky Clemson. So it was an SEC team. Oh, okay. Now that was a pretty good game that, uh, that I watched before my last nap, before my 30-hour strength. <laughs> that was a pretty good game. But, yeah, I think – and I was listening to a podcast earlier. Like, Nick Saban, if you think he doesn't have it, wrong. Wrong. Like, I know, I know, you know, the fans in Tuscaloosa with their goggles on may not – some of them may not see it that way. But this team wasn't a – Milro was benched at some point early in the season. Yeah, he, he was benched for the South Florida game. Yeah, they were going with this little carousel. It didn't look smooth. Weren't they starting a, a, a freshman left tackle, like a true freshman at left Started tackle? Started him all year, yeah. Yeah, so 11-2, and two, and they beat Georgia to get the SEC championship at that. Like, yeah, your, seat, your floor is an SEC title win. Come on. Right. Yeah, and, and, and all this – all this, well, it was proven Alabama didn't belong. No, it wasn't, guys. They took yeah. Michigan to freaking overtime without overtime. an offensive line and with a quarterback that couldn't complete a pass. Four yards away or something like that? Three or four yards? Come on now. That, that that game in no way proved that Alabama did not belong in the playoffs. If anything, I thought it proved that the, the committee made the right call. Um, Just quick takeaways from the playoff. Uh, Washington, that would have been the worst loss in the history of college football. Oh my gosh! The, the epic collapse that was forming. I mean, dang! I would hate to be that that running back if 
That's why you also the Washington kid gets injured. That forces a timeout, saves 47 seconds. And I've seen another clip on Twitter of that last play from Ewers to, to Mitchell. If he throws the ball at his chest and it's not a jump ball, it's absolutely a yeah. touchdown. The Washington yeah. corner would have not great, been in great position. Play for the DP, though. A great play for what it was, but had Ewers just threw a, more of a bullet than kind of a floating lob, Texas would be going, would be advancing. That would have been crazy. All right, so Michigan, Washington, what do you like? What do you got? I'm for sure. I'm for sure on Washington. Uh, Phoenix is that guy. I'm rooting for Washington. You think they win? They got to. They got the better quarterback. They got the better quarterback. I love Rome. I love the uh, what's uh, number 11? Mick something like McMillan, maybe. Oh, yeah, McMillan, I think, is the slot guy. Jalen Polk is the other receiver. Oh, man, they they got. Boy, put them on the Chiefs right now, Gabe, right now. First, second, and third round draft picks are those three guys. I would be perfectly happy with that draft. Oh, man, those those guys. And then also, I don't know, I just don't – just not really rocking with, with Michigan and, and the coaching staff. They just – yeah. Yeah, they're they're yeah. a little hard to like. Jim Jim's a weird dude, man. There's no question. No. It's not just him. It's, it's, it's not just him, but, yeah, yeah. it's a weird yeah. bunch. Scott, appreciate the uh, appreciate the the super chat, and he says he makes a good point. Coaches are hypocrites. They cry about the transfer portal, then jump ship every a hundred percent. Like yeah, that's what they were doing before the portal was really a thing. Yeah, it, it, if and look, if Blake Baker doesn't take the LSU job, some other coach is going to do this. Like Florida's linebackers coach did it, right? Some other coach will make a move like this if it's not Blake Baker. This is why it, the free transfer exists. Because if they're allowed to do it, so the players should be allowed to do it. You know, there's, there's no question. It's an excellent point. So, all right. So, like I said, we don't we don't know what anybody's roster looks like. It, it's way too soon. Nobody's going to hold you to this. If you had to take a guess, next, whatever, August 1st, whenever these polls come out, Missouri is ranked where in the preseason? Uh I'm going to say – I want to say top 10. I'll say top 12, though, because, you know, the preseason just boosts teams who can be mid just off the strength of, oh, they did this in the transfer portal and yep. they got this coach and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's where they should be. They should be, you know, in that top eight probably. But because of, you know, how uh, how it gets, I'm going to just say top 12, somewhere around there. I, I, I was going to say 12. Um, okay. I think they could be high. I'm very confident they'll be top 15. I think things will happen. Like people are going to convince themselves that DJU to Florida state makes Florida state a national title contender again. Maybe it does. I'm, I'm not, he was in the ACC already and he wasn't a national title contender. So I'm not sure I buy it, but whatever. Uh, but you know, things like that are going to happen. There will be some people to get off season place. I, I, I think Missouri starts the season somewhere between 10 and 12 i agree with that um and you know whatever that's high enough that's 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 fine if you start 12 if you just keep winning you're going to be in the playoffs so it's it's not really all that big an issue um i don't know anything that you feel like we gotta we gotta hit that we didn't uh you know before we go uh trying to think no i just i'm trying to think what what we got going on for the next couple of months until spring ball game? Like, well, um, we got transfer visits are starting this right. weekend. 
signing day in about a month. Um, every day somebody either might go pro or might come back or who a defensive coordinator might go to LA. Like the truthfully, what do we have? We don't know, man. We wake up every day and something different happens. Oh man. Um yeah, so that'll so be interesting. Um can't think of uh, yeah, I can't think of nothing uh, again. I'm gonna just slight preview on the article I got coming out this week on on the freshman. Just I told you, Gabe, I had to do a little bit of an audible with it, so I'm Changed a little bit to just going back over their top moments and you know taking a couple couple things you know Baker and and it said recently about you know this freshman class um, there's a lot more moments than than we than we remember but besides that I'm gonna be off for just the rest of the week um, I, yeah. I wake up early early in the morning for for this drive tomorrow so that's oh awesome. okay so um, so you're driving so you, you you can't be you can't be sprinting across the Columbia Airport parking lot again. If you wake up a little late, you just leave a little later. Oh man, Gabe, I wish you could have seen me, man. They would have put me in some cleats. I promise you. I I had I had the duffel bag, I had the backpack. And actually, Gabe, I probably burned an extra minute trying to find my keys. Once I got out the car, I lost them. I was in a frantic. I scooped all of it up with my water bottle. I'm talking about four. I'm not gonna do too much. I'm gonna say five oh speed. I ain't fast. <laughs> I ain't fast. <laughs> there you go. But I was I was hustling. I was hustling. What a shout out, uh, Freeway Jared for the the super chat. More than generous of you, man. Really appreciate sure. it. You're here for for all of our shows. Um, I know you're gonna be a charter member of the Power Mizzou float trip and all that. So um appreciate you uh for being here. Appreciate appreciate everybody who has been here. Just appreciate Freeway Jared a little bit more because he just you know made us appreciate him a little bit more that's how that works so uh but but thanks to all you guys for for hanging out uh like comment subscribe and, and look we're still going to do these uh you know we're still going to have these probably pretty close to weekly things are going to happen it's college football it's 12 months a year as news merits we'll jump on here i'll have drew king on once a week we'll do basketball so uh maybe not exactly a regular schedule but but we're still going to be here we're working with uh i was texting with Jalen Carlisle today trying to get him on next week doing something kind of like Ennis. I know uh, Gerard's trying to line up Darius Robinson. So we'll have plenty of football content for you guys going forward. Um, appreciate it. Uh, share what we're doing. If you're listening on the pod, leave a, a, a nice comment, a good review. Talk to you next time.